Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. Mr. Rob Centers on the other side of the glass, and you are in your easy chair, so you're where you're supposed to be today. So everybody's where they are. Some folks are driving. Other folks are out in the backyard with the birds singing and enjoying the chase lounge kind of thing. And uh, so everything is at the ready for the On The Mark WKOK Live telephone uh, talk show. You can call us. Uh, today we have nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM and On The Mark is sponsored of the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Certainly the biggest global news is the uh, lightning-fast takeover of the Taliban. Oh, no, 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 no. A- President Biden assured us that would never happen. No, he did. He told us there would be no removal of people off the roof of the embassy and by helicopter. He assured us. We even have his assurance on tape. I, I think everybody was assu- was assuring they didn't, at least they didn't think that that would happen, that you'd have a, you know, sort he of a told us takeover. that the Taliban was not strong enough to take over the whole country, that it was highly unlikely that they would ever be able to do that. Well, Our s- president assured us <laughs> that none of these things would happen. Well, they said on CBS today... And guess it, whose fault it is? Trump's. It's oh, Trump's who fault. Who said that? Biden. Oh, when did I didn't catch that? <laughs> he said that uh, we let that President Trump left him this mess. However, President Trump didn't have anybody. They were taking over provincial capitals when Trump was in office. When did Joe Biden say that? He said it uh, last. Oh, this weekend. Or, or late last week, he had a... Oh, late last week, right. Well, yeah, before this happened. But I I, I, th- I think he's... It, it's still a failure. I mean, I'm not mitigating that at all. I'm just saying that uh, I, I think he's claimed ownership of this debacle. Really? The uh, the takeover. Well, you know, this is lightning fast takeover. I mean, at some point you have to own it. You can't you can't blame it on Trump forever, especially the actual pullout and the logistics and, and implementing this agreement that President well, you, Trump negotiated. You realize, is do you have him. that do you have that it's uh, in the vault under Biden nom? Oh, no, but uh, here we go. We'll we'll get it. You get talk. That. All right. He he has assured us these things wouldn't happen. You know, it's unfair to well, I don't think it's unfair. It's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but pretty close to accurate that he's been wrong on every uh, international issue since <laughs> in for 47 years. So you would you say he's had a failed administration? Well, I don't think he's knocking it out of the park. Let me put it to you that <laughs> no, way. No, he's not even bunting to second. Okay, here's uh, the uh, cut you asked for. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the the North Vietnamese army. 
They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms <laughs> of capability. God. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. <laughs> well, and uh, different people. I mean, uh, well, um, well, he's told us it's yeah, not comparable. Everybody said that. You know, but here's here's the thing. In his administration, all the military people and Secretary of State, everybody was saying that you know it's not going to be that. And even General Milley told him in private not to not to pull out the troops. I mean, he just zipped them out of there. Trump was a stage withdrawal. He was, you know, admittedly Trump's negotiation with the Taliban last year in 2020 was probably not the most uh, well-advised thing he ever did in office. But everybody, the last four American presidents wanted to get us out of there. So if you want to say that uh, President. Biden, this is a, a failed withdrawal, you know, so to speak, and of well, course, not all so to speak, it is a right, failed. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, it's, they're not out yet. I'm saying they're, we still have soldiers there, so it is a failed attempt at allowing any kind of a smooth transition. There's no argument there, and the U.S. southern border is a failure on President Biden's watch. Uh, what else has he done? Inflation he... that's building up. Food prices are about a third higher than they've been. Inflation. Well, and is and that that's Biden's because fault? He, yes, he's printing okay. money like an insane okay. Okay. man. I'm just it's, it's <laughs> trillions yes. of dollars. Let's print more money. Let's get those presses rolling. Well, and did and uh, no, previous administrations haven't done that? Printed money? Not to this extent. Okay. All right. We'll take fact checkers to check Joe. I do not know what he's talking about, but Joe is not beneath repeating Fox lies. So call in and check him if you need to. Or underscore. How ex- about Biden lying? Ex- Lion Joe Biden. I, I was just going to say, or underscore an exclamation pointed if you need to. 1-800-795-9565. Nearly open phones. We'll talk about Afghanistan in the early part of the show and uh, see what your view is on this. 1-800-795-9565. Stan, thank you for calling in. You uh, earned the award for being the first caller of the day, four out of eight days that we've had lately. So we appreciate that. Thanks. It's good to have good <laughs> listeners. Does that come with a big stipend, too? A stipend. Yes, it is a stipend. In fact, it is It is so stipe that you can't even see it. Well, you sure can't okay. spend it. Yes, can't that's a good point. Done. Lots of sty and no spend. No spend, right. <laughs> so, so, so where is Joe? Where is Joe Biden? Where is he hiding? Oh, that's right. He's down in Camp David hiding in his press secretary. He's taking a week off because I guess there's nothing important going on. <laughs> Yeah, if this were Trump, they'd be saying, well, he's down there playing golf again when the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Now, now I have heard something on the radio today, and since it's from a source that uh, most of the lefties wouldn't uh, uh, say is uh, uh, legitimate, I won't mention it. But I heard uh, Cash Patel, I believe his name was, he was uh, an advisor to Trump and was help working with, uh, you know, the, the negotiator do whatever they plan uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan back in December. And he said when things were going on like this, you know, if Trump took a weekend off to go golfing, he was there along with a bunch of other advisors to uh, take care of it. And he worked hard on stuff like that, you know, even after the golf. You know, Trump did a lot of work on the golf course because that's, you know, that's what he's always done in the past. But irregardless, everything, how long... Do you think they, you know, it's all Trump's fault? Although it isn't, how can it be Trump's fault when it's eight months? We're in eight months. So I believe it's Biden's fault. And Trump had a plan. And Biden evidently has no plan. 
from the looks of it. Well, even if it's Trump's plan and Trump and Biden's implementing that plan to the letter, which we know that's not true, but even so, it's still Biden's, <laughs> you know, Biden's still driving the vehicle. It, you're, you're in charge of the things when you're in the driver's seat. It's your stuff. I mean, it can be President Trump's agreement, but uh, w once you go to execute it, that's on you. Well, my understanding that in December, November, December, Trump was negotiating with the Taliban. Now, Joe, no, Joe, you said that you don't think that's a good thing. But as somebody mentioned, what are you supposed to do with the Taliban? There's two factions in Afghanistan. You got the ruling people that were in charge, supposedly, which doesn't appear they were too in charge there. And you got the Taliban. So you have to, and he got both of those groups together to negotiate what was going to happen. And as soon as Biden came in, all that went out the door. Those negotiations with the United States helping stopped. So what what happened? There was a vacuum there, and the Taliban filled it. And then we left all the weapons. We you know did a hasty hasty pullout and left all those billions of dollars of weapons sit there. And it, I know they were supposed to be for the Afghan army, but. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking things didn't quite go the way they planned. I know they did. Well, you know, so they they got hundreds of Humvees and airplanes and and helicopters and and firearms. I mean, there's loads and loads of right. firearms. I know, I, I know you don't believe what they say, but the Washington Post reporting this morning that uh, military U.S. military officials have known for a very long time that the uh, Afghan army had absolutely no wherewithal whatsoever to... Boy, somebody should have told Joe Biden that because he believed they were they were pretty tough outfit. Well, you know, this is July the, 8th, he the, said so. This yeah, is the puffery so. of what the military people know and maybe say to him privately and what uh, presidents say uh, publicly, you know, even Anthony Blinken yesterday on NBC's Meet the Press <laughs> said this is somewhat of a phased withdrawal. It's just like all the phases have to happen within seven minutes. That's all. He also <laughs> said it came as a somewhat of a surprise to them how fast it happened. Gee, yeah. well, he's lying about right. that. Honestly, yeah, every everything the Post is saying today is is that they've known all along that the that the forces of Afghan's army were weak and wouldn't be able to t hold back what hundreds of thousands of Taliban's soldiers. But how are they managing to hold on when Trump was president? They didn't have this kind of debacle then. Oh, no, the U.S. military was there. That we well, were, but we he only drew, had he less than 3,000 troops in the in country. Right, right, he drew but, it down. But it was still, well, plus maybe the Taliban views Biden as weak and Trump as strong. And so, I, There you have it. There, so. there you have there. it. <laughs> well, that could be Keep amazing. There, there is truth coming out of your mouth this morning. Well, I think there's probably a hundred <laughs> factors that go into this. And, and you said President Biden over the weekend said Trump is responsible for that. Well, that also is a false statement, because if if Biden goes up to the microphone now and says this is Trump, well, you said he said it over the weekend. If Biden said over the weekend that this is Trump's fault, obviously that's untrue, I, too. I don't know if he said it over the weekend. I think he said it last no, week Joe or something. I heard. heard it over the weekend. Well, maybe that was just repeating it. They ran the video of it. I, I didn't know exactly what day it happened, but they ran the video of him saying that President Trump deserved the, the well, blame. I, I am surprised that we haven't heard from President Biden. He's supposedly monitoring this at Camp David, but honestly, wouldn't we? Isn't this like well, one of those moments? Did you see that picture of him that inspired so much faith in me? He was sitting at a wooden <laughs> table staring at a TV screen. I was impressed. Watching TV? No, he was I, I think watching. Zoom that meeting. was some sort of video conference, Joe. Well, I know. Well, no. <laughs> and, he, and he had zero advisors around him. Yeah, right. That's, Nobody that's, there to yeah, keep him. Yeah, uh-huh. 
keep him focused. So I'm, I'm sure he wanders <laughs> off the we reservation. Go. We have an actual document from Camp David uh, from one of my friends who says President Biden was watching <laughs> the tail end of the Christmas in July Hallmark releases that came out <laughs> recently. What? I'm serious. That's a serious quote. <laughs> well, a serious and that, that may be true. <laughs> the nation what, might be better off if that's what he was doing. That's what I was watching over the weekend. And my lovely bride but, knows that, too. But, you know, it's really amazing that uh, that uh, the, you got congressmen, uh, as a woman, I don't know what her name was, blame, basically blaming uh, the intelligence agencies for their failure in this and not informing Biden of what was going to happen. But uh, I think it'll come well, out that the intelligence yeah, agents, because the Republican re- did come out and say that, no, they told us this was going to be a crap show. Yeah, but that's... And let's say it was still, the intelligence agency. Don't you recall? Finish. It's still Biden's fault. You know, I mean, Stan, if you're driving down the highway and somebody put a terrible tire on your left rear of your car and it blows out and you go off the into the other lane and hit another car, they don't say, oh, Stan, it's okay. You can drive over here now because somebody <laughs> t- told you that tire Now let me good. finish. President President Trump was accused of ignoring his intelligence people, believing the Russians rather than his own intelligence people. Now the Democrats are saying, well, the intelligence people failed President Biden. Mm-hmm. Gee, if they're incompetent, maybe they were incompetent when Trump was in office, too. Right. To be continued. Stan, any additional remark? Feel free to buzz back. You seem informed on this. We don't mind hearing from you again. you got another minute, of course. Anything All right. Else? Have a great day. All right. Thank you Thanks, so much. Uh, we invite you to do what Stan has done. What has he done? Bone up on this topic <laughs> and call in first thing Monday morning. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is our email. A, or, I'm sorry, telephone. Our email is on the market at KOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM at the beginning. News Radio 1070 WKOK invites you to do what I have done. Uh, Let's go to the Sunbury Motor Company website, sunburymotors.com, and look at their inventory. And you will see that they do have some Ford F-150s. I think they got a Super Super Duty F-250 there, and a Ford Ranger or two, and an Explorer, and maybe even an Expedition. So uh, check out the new vehicles. They just took off the trucks at the Sunbury Motor Company. They trained them here and trucked them here, and uh, that's where they uh, got to the Sunbury Motor Company. And they are there on North 4th Street and Sunbury and the Kia dealership on routes 11 and 15. They specialize in all types of services there. State inspections, nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday at the Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6 and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. And of course, 24-7, sunburymotors.com. You can build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. That's what I've done. I got a Ford F-150 down there that meets my specifications. Got a moonroof, uh, two sets of seats, and an eight-foot bed. It's just a little bit longer than almost all of my property and home, but I'll tell you what, we'll squeeze it in somewhere. Uh, but you can do what I did, either order one or, or buy that one right out from under me. That's okay, too. And they got a Hyundai uh, Veloster that's on the way with uh, Mark Lawrence written all over it, and the Kia Tellurides uh, waiting for me over at the Kia dealership. So please, go to the Sunbury Motors, start out as I did what at Sunbury. Kind, what kind of training did they get? Uh, you said they got training. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, do they need training? I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, they train the the vehicles to get them to Sunbury, not train them once they oh, get to Oh, in other words, Sunbury. they came by train. Exactly. Oh, they trained them. You said they trained them. I, I assumed they needed some kind of housebreaking, if you will. Well, if you bring things on a truck, you trucked it here. If you bring it on a ship, you shipped it here. So if you bring it on a train, 
You trained it. It came by rail. You trained it here. <laughs> when it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about is this a success or failure in the Biden administration? Uh, Is this a success or failure at nation building? Should we be out of that business altogether? Should we stop being the police force for the globe? I mean, there's about 200 countries. You remember why we went in there in the first place. Uh, Right, to go get Osama bin Laden. Right, it was a uh, terrorist activity. I mean, I've followed this over the years, but I'm just saying, can you make a nation be like us or be anything they don't want to be. Let us know. 1-800-795-9565. It worked in Vietnam and it worked in uh, Afghanistan, right? Well, the Taliban has, I mean, it's a known entity. We know what the, how they behave. We know they impose Sharia law. I understand already from reports this morning that women are not being, are, are being pulled out of schools, that they, uh, they have the habit of beheading people. They cut off their hands for petty theft. I mean, these are not people that have rational ideas of what society should be like in terms of how we live here in this country. And, you know, for us to say that their values are worth importing here is absurd. That's not the way we live. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners, lower right-hand corner, Joe. Lower right-hand corner. Oh, let's see. The only one responsible for Afghanistan is the Afghanistanis. Well, that's true. But if you uh, if you see a bully on the block and, and you decide you're going to intervene, should you stay there when another one shows up? Or if you see another bully showing up, should you leave? Well, listen, getting out was the right thing to do. I mean, we shouldn't have been in there in the first place. But having gotten in there, we owe it to the people who fought and died there and who sacrificed so much to preserve our position there to do it in a responsible manner. Well, yeah, but so we lost a couple of thousand soldiers there, but uh, is a couple of thousand more worth it? Well, a that's, a hard, that's a hard question to answer because right. I don't think we're going to be there long enough to lose another thousand or so. Cindy, you're on the mark. Yeah, but I don't want to lose even one more, Joe. You know, those, those men and women who go there in response to the demand from our country put their lives on the line and their children, their spouses, their parents, their siblings suffer when they die. And I'm not willing to spend one more American life. I, there was no easy, good, happy, positive way of getting out of Afghanistan. We should have never gone there in the first place. God knows I've harped about that for the last 10 years on this show. We should have never gone there. The hubris, I just think to myself, the outrageous audacious thinking that we would prance into some country and then change their culture, their mores, their society. It's just outrageous to me. Let's flip flip it. If the Taliban 
woman was driving up the street here. Do you think for one minute I'd knuckle under them? Not in a million years. Well, you wouldn't be very Why popular would we with them. Why would put up with that? No American would put up with that. None. Every one of us would stand up to resist that, even at the cost of our own lives. And yet the Afghan people are not willing to do that. Their value system is quite different from ours. Nowhere is it written that they're not entitled to their own self-destiny, whether we agree with it or not. And I'm very troubled that my country has engaged in this outrageous behavior of telling other countries how they should behave. We have no moral high ground to be doing such things. But if other countries... And then to be spending the blood of our own citizens, to be bankrupting our country to do it, is even more ridiculous. But what do we do, Cindy, if the Chinese and the Russians are doing that and they're subverting these countries to their side and leaving us isolated and alone? That's the way we were before World War II. Well, Joe, we're a long way from World War II, what, 75 years or more? There's no way we're isolated in any way, shape, or form. Is it unfortunate that some of these countries are in, in these states? Yes. Is it astounding to us that people in a country in the world live in a goat and haul, and haul water life? Yes. It's amazing to us. But that doesn't mean that we have any right or authority upon which to go in there and demand those people change. The only way those cultures will change is if they choose to do so. And in this case, quite clearly, they have not chosen to do so. Cindy, I, 20 I, years, $2 trillion, 2,500 American lives later. Cindy, I agree with you, but there's another point here that, to be made, and that is these people with their own culture, and I agree with you, they have every right to their self-determination, but if that self-determination leads them to export terrorism to our shores and kill innocent people around the world to gain their political objectives, don't we have not only the moral obligation, but the absolute right to intervene? If, if, first of all, not one Afghan has attacked the United States of America, as you described. Not one. The people who attacked the United States of America were from Saudi Arabia. So let's just stop perpetuating that myth. Did we go attack Saudi Arabia because their sons came here and flew planes into our buildings? Oddly enough, no. Isn't that strange? Yeah, if we need their oil. The attack by someone of that culture warrants a similar response. If someone from Sunbury comes over here and shoots me dead, now you, Joe, should band up citizens and go over there and wipe out Sunbury. That's ridiculous. We don't accept that. So why then do we, on a global scale, engage in that? Well, because you know, we this is the George Bush. We're going to smack you down before you smack us thinking. Oh, I disagree. Now, if Afghans get on a boat, manage to hit our shores and attack us, now I say we have something to take exception with. But what if they finance people who do that? What if they make it possible for others? Impoverished. The irony of this is, the incredible irony of this is, the United States poured trillions with a T of dollars into Afghanistan. We built all kinds of social order things. We built power plants. We put in sewer systems. We tried our darndest to raise them up. And all that money got spent there. It tipped their economy. They went from a millions of dollars of economy to a trillion. 
And now they have thrown that away. And does that mean the people of Afghanistan are going to suffer? Undeniably. Undeniably. And as I understand that other European countries are now evacuating their people out, they take their dollars with them. And they're going to come up against a very hard wall. They have made that choice. They have made that choice. When I was 18, I couldn't take my mother's abuse anymore. I left. Was it hard? Oh, heavens yes. Was it hard for years? Certainly it was. Was I willing to turn around and take it from her in order to have an easier life? Absolutely not. And to this day, I take pride in the courage I showed in doing that. There was a general on CNN this morning said that very thing. You can teach these people how to fight, but you can't teach them how to be courageous. They have to choose that for themselves. Sadly enough, they didn't. They stood down, Joe. They didn't even try. Well, there's a certain parallel there to Vietnam. Their forces weren't as strong as we thought they were, too. So President Biden denies there's any similarity between the two. Now, let me say this. Well, months ago. you can show me that they have built a building or they have taken over one of our bases and it's turned into a hotbed of terrorism, I have absolutely no problem with us flying a plane over that and bombing it into uh, eternity. I have no problem with that at all. And they should understand that. And I think that's the difference between President Trump in office and President Biden in office, because they believe that threat from President Trump, and they don't see that threat from President Biden. Well, we agree on that. That's for sure. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, thank appreciate you so much. Call. Really appreciate that. We will take more opinions about all of this. Uh, I agree with Cindy, as I often do, about uh, this idea. You can't just pick out countries in the world and try to make it make it for them like it is for us. Well, you can't. You have to have the carrot and the stick. You can't go in with the stick without also offering the carrot. That doesn't look good on the international stage. So we had to go in there and stop what they were doing, but we also had to do something good for them as well. You need the carrot the romaine lettuce and the tomato and the ranch dressing. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Mr. Rob is there. And you're where you are. So we're glad to see you on the radio on the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK. And text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. In the news uh, today, a motorcycle collision Saturday near McClure was fatal for a resident of our region. State police from Sealands Group tell us the crash happened around 10.30 a.m. in West Beaver Township, Snyder County, on Route 522. They say 58-year-old Ricky Lash of McClure was riding north and ran into the back of a farm apparatus that was slowly making a turn. Lash sustained fatal injury. 
injuries, according to state troopers. Starting today in Northumberland, King Street will be closed from 2nd to Front Streets during concert. The mayor, Daniel Borard, said this will address safety and noise issues during the popular concerts in the King Street Park. Borard said the closure of the street will continue weekly until the rest of the music season. He said they'll close the street at 7.15 after the crowd has gathered and after the show has started. They are rounding at Geisinger facilities and buildings and hospitals and offices, uh, trying to make sure that they check in and check out the well-being of all of the workers there. We need each other more than ever now. Crises that come upon us, whether they're an individual personal crisis, a family crisis, it provides an opportunity for us to grow and make positive changes. And that is Dr. Charlotte Collins. We have built-in resources for individuals to reach out at the Center for Professionalism and Well-Being and our Employee Assistance Program. And we've been really promoting that and trying to inform people so they know how to reach out. She's a Geisinger clinical psychologist and division chief, Dr. Charlotte Collins. You can hear her full interview about the well-being of workers uh, today uh, everywhere, not just at Geisinger, on the WKOK podcast page. Front Street in Sunbury opened Saturday morning. The Department of Public Works director, Steve Welker, told us crews were finished paving the road in the evening and needed time for the pavement to cool before reopening to traffic, which they did do early Saturday morning. Dornsife Road closes today. Pretty busy. Busy connector in Lower Mahanoy Township, Northumberland County, Dornsife Mountain Road. Uh, that closure starts today, and it will be reopened by mid-October or so. Penn State's Faculty Senate formally passed a vote of no confidence Friday on the university's fall COVID-19 plan, is criticizing the administration for what it perceives as an inadequate response, while again reiterating their desire for a vaccine mandate at Penn State. The resolution stopped short of directly expressing no confidence confidence in the Penn State administration, but said they had no confidence in their COVID-19 mitigation plan. And Joe does not feed the birds, but if he did, he could resume after a slew of mysterious bird deaths earlier this year, State Game Commission lifting the restriction on feeding wild birds. And while the number of sick or dead birds has gone down, they say there's still not much known about what was causing the mysterious illness. Uh, they said birds should enjoy social distancing uh, but it is feasible for individuals to resume feeding wild birds. Should they wear masks? They do not need to wear a mask. I'm glad to hear it. Dr. Fauci hasn't gotten to them yet, right? Well, he probably will because they don't know what's causing it, but later we'll probably find out that uh, masks will help the birds. Okay. All right. We'll get them, get them little birdie masks. <laughs> uh, You're in charge of putting them on. Little beaker masks, little surgical beaker masks. Beak. Yes. And who's going to pay the bill? Biden. He's got plenty of money. <laughs> Get it? The ducks will have the bill. All right. Yeah, boy. All right. 1-800-795-9565 for Volody Ends. Is there anything to this or for us to well, read? Well, no, there was a, an email that went with it that uh, you've covered up. So uh, You wanted this site <laughs> uh, Only open. because our friend Butterbread7 sent us an email, and I try to be balanced here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, where is it here? 
Yeah, okay. He says, I'm sure today's show will be devoted to blaming President Biden for pulling troops out of Afghanistan, but let's take a moment to remember that the GOP praised Donald Trump for his plans to exit the country. They even had an entire page of their website devoted to it. Of course, they took that page down yesterday. Thankfully, the Internet Archive lives on. When slamming Biden today, as you doubtlessly will, please keep this in mind. And it was a news story that just pointed out that President Trump was trying to bring peace to the Middle East by negotiating. No, no, this is on the U.S. Republican Party's It's a web deal between page. Israel and the United story. Arab Emirate, which could reorder the long stalemate in the region between Israel and its neighbors. President Trump was trying to bring peace to the region. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so I don't see how that, um, you know, taking that down as any, as any problem. Uh, why would they... Why would they? I don't understand why. There's nothing I see here. Well, he's probably bragging about how calm and peaceful things in our, are in Afghanistan. Well, he wasn't. Had nothing. The article that he sent us had nothing to do with Afghanistan. So. Oh, it didn't mention Afghanistan anymore. No, it seemed to be about the United Arab Emirates and uh, the president, uh, President Trump, trying to negotiate peace in the Middle East. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got nearly open phones. Uh, talk about Afghanistan in the first part of the show, but we don't have to stick with that topic. Well, here's something related to it that you may find of interest. Nearly open phones. 1-800-795-9565. Twitter standards were called into question on Sunday after users <laughs> pointed out that a key Taliban spokesman has been using the platform to give updates about the group's advance within the country, while former President Trump's account remains permanently suspended. I can't begin to pronounce this guy's name. Zab Ihula. Uh, well, Mujahid, Mujahid, What's his account, initials? <laughs> ZM. ZM's account is not verified, but has nearly 280,000 followers and is regularly cited by major news outlets. He recently tweeted an update on military units entering Kabul. He wrote that their advance is continuing normally. Jerome Rivera, French politician, took to Twitter and posted, Freedom and democracy are not doing well when Twitter continues to ban Trump's account, but relays the Taliban spokespersons without any second thoughts. Twitter did not immediately respond to a request from Fox News for comment. Well, wasn't President Trump uh, banned for threat, you know, continuing to foment the uh, takeover of the U.S. Capitol and all that? I think that he was talking about the election. He thought the election was... No, rigged. no, no. It was something threatening. It wasn't just false statements. Oh, my gosh. You don't have a problem with the Taliban spokesman having free access to Twitter, but the pre former president of the United States being denied that? Well, is this information threatening and factual? Is it factual information? Well, we don't know what President Trump would say today if he were allowed the luxury of a Twitter <laughs> no, I account. Did. He would say the election is stolen and President Biden's doing a terrible job. I can And so we should certainly ban him from saying horrible things like that. I mean, they run well, counter he's, he's to the... Well, he's not banned for what he might say. He's banned for what he did say. Say you know that, so scrap scrap but that. How does idea. he deserve permanent? Uh, but I what's wrong say. with the Taliban people using that? I mean, they are a valid force. They, they practically they control are. the whole country. Do you, you think they have validity? Do, well, do you have you fall, watched as uh, all of Afghanistan fell to their their power? That doesn't make them than, valid. Well, that doesn't I'm grant them validity. I'm sorry. You you can dismiss them all you want, but they're now in charge in Afghanistan. They haven't officially taken over the government, I guess. But well, that's might as well. just a matter of time. Joe won't have time to deal with them. He's too busy watching that television but screen. You won't answer my question. Is what this man tweeting false and threatening? 
Well, the advance is continuing Read one of his tweets. I think that would be very telling. He recently tweeted an update on military units entering Kabul. He wrote that their advance is continuing normally. Oh. They are attempting to overthrow. Oh, I'm scared. trying to overthrow. They're trying to overthrow an existing government. Isn't that scary enough? So is there... Suppose Trump... You said Trump was trying to overthrow our government, and we banned him. These people are trying to overthrow the government of Afghanistan, but that's okay. I didn't say Trump was trying to overthrow the U.S. I never did. (laughs) You just a second or two ago. I never did. Rerun that, Rob. (laughs) No, I said he issued threatening remarks encouraging his supporters to do so. But in any event, I I think that's what it was. But look, the key is Twitter is a platform. It's owned by a private group. If there's a... Yes, you keep that song and dance up every time. Funny, the truth doesn't work for you under those circumstances. But anyway, if uh, the Taliban is... It, I mean, they're obviously a, a, a valid uh, socio-economic, ethnic, religious force in I think you could just drop the, everything but the last word. They're a religious force. Religious, That's okay, what they're that's attempting fine. to okay, do. Okay, call them what you will. Lutherans are allowed to use Twitter, but we don't Lutherans issue. aren't trying to take over anybody's country. Well, all it, they want to do is have a well, meatloaf dinner. That's all. That it's <laughs> Taliban members. Are, it's their country. Okay, they came from Afghanistan. They didn't. But what about the people there? Who? The what about the women there? I mean, you're always such a big supporter of women. They're now being told they can't go to school. They're not allowed to drive. They have to have their husband's permission to do anything. Joe, is that the kind of enlightenment you want? I would like all women in all 200 of the countries of the world to have the vote and freedom and the opportunities that uh, U.S. and, and many women have. And uh, I would strongly encourage uh, their men and their women to fight for that and to push for that. But I am not going to go into every country of the world, look around, say, oh, you're, you're not living right. Oh, your people, your religious zealots are too strong. Oh, uh, no, you're doing it just right. Keep up the good work. But you know, we are not the, the, the quintessential perfect country in the world to go around the globe saying, oh, you got to upgrade. Oh, you can't have these guys in charge. Weren't, weren't you one of those people beating the drum about how President Trump was supporting all these dictators and strong men who were oppressing their people. Wasn't that out of your mouth? I think I heard that from you. I agree. We should leave sleeping dogs in other countries lie, whether they're Taliban or whomever. So then we, the be. United States of America, has no obligation, and I, I know that Cindy would draw the line at uh, sending troops in, but we have no obligation okay. to try to preserve freedom and, right. and decency and human, human regard. Let's go, let's go back to Afghanistan in advance please call the 2,000 soldiers' families and tell them that we are about to expend their sons and daughters' lives so that women have more rights in Afghanistan. You make those calls in advance. I'll wait here while we talk to Al. Al, you're on the mark. Well, I'm going to give you a report on the airport there. Uh, Right now there's about 70,000 people crowded to the airport because the embassy fell, the palace fell. Uh, They broadcast the Taliban broadcasted from the the palace this weekend uh, on their radio and TV and right now there's uh, people hanging off the planes and falling off in midair that's how desperate they are right now going on at the airport and what's going on in the city is there's people Taliban going from door to door knocking on their door collecting their weapons and murdering people as we speak. Uh, They're taking anybody that helped the U.S. out and they're uh, beheading them in public and throwing and stoning them to death. So that's what we ended up with 
on this hasty exit. And our President Biden is sitting by himself at Camp David, and he's the commander-in-chief of this debacle. He's watching, he's watching Christmas in July, I told you. Yeah. He's a weak leader, and he's a disgrace to this country. And I can't see getting impeached over a phone call when you have a guy that's letting the border run rampant, and you have a guy that's having people fall off airplanes because it got so bad in uh, Afghanistan. And he's sitting there. He should be, be being impeached. Have you actually I, seen a video of this? I, I've watched news coverage from the three major just, sources this morning. I, just, I didn't see anybody falling off just, an airplane just, hanging on. No, I just on 580. Huh? I just on WMLP 580. I switch over to theirs. Yeah, but I ask if you've seen video of this happening. Well, there is video, but there's five dead in, in the terminal right now. Well, no, I'm interested in these people hanging on the airplane wings uh, that now, you're talking about. was reported on the radio. By whom? I'm just talking. Well, regardless, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. If, if it's chaos, <laughs> it's... it's we're in. That's right, right. Kind of if, it's, if it's chaos, it's President Biden's fault. There's just no other way to argue around it. You know, President Trump, you know, Bush may have gotten us into this war and all the other presidents kept us there. And President Trump negotiated whatever he negotiated. But now it's President Biden's through and through. So any chaos that happens there uh, is on him. And the fact that the Taliban can't be uh, held back by the Afghan army, that's their fault. You know, about the army has more things to worry about because we left all our weapons sit there, and now they're going to be selling them to the Chinese for reverse uh, engineering on our best jets, all our best weapons, all our intelligence uh, is gone. It's uh, a point to where we have really just been disgraced and demeaned, and we look real bad to the rest of the world right at this very point. Well, as I said about President Trump, that he was destroying our allies, what does this say about uh, to uh, potential allies down the road, that if we decide that uh, we get you to help us and you, you put your your life on the line, and then we just pull out and let you there? Huh? It'll be something in Iran and Cuba. The, remember the green armbands, the Bay of Pigs? The, uh, the green armbands in Iran? got all them people fired up to go against the government, and then we left them hang, and they all died. Anybody that was on our side. Who's, Same thing with the Whose pigs. fault was that? Isn't there anybody who, in Afghanistan, that's responsible for their own fate, or is everything that happens there our now, fault? Now they're all responsible, because they took off, and the only way we should deal with them is, like Sydney said, to stop them from selling our jets, we got to go over there and destroy everything we left behind. And if somebody's in the road, too bad. Okay. All right, we got you, Al. Anything so you, else? You okay with that, Mark? What, that we surgically strike at the things that we left well, behind? We, I don't think there's anything Are we going to need to call the parents of those pilots you know, and let F them know F we're F doing it? I, I appreciate what you guys are saying, that this is chaos and this is President Biden's fault. And I'm sure it doesn't look uh, exceedingly super in the eyes of our uh, allies. 
But I honestly think that you, we can't go around the world saying that, you know, we're the best country in the world. You have to live like us. If you don't, we'll military suppress your enemies or militarily suppress your en enemies that don't allow you to live like us, and we'll try to make you live like us. Well, guess what happens when we leave? Nobody wants to live like us. And it's on the Afghan people, the men, the women, the children, and the soldiers. Uh, there are several million people in Afghanistan, and there's 300,000 Taliban soldiers. So it's like a modern-day apartheid. It's up to them to fight their, their own battles. Are we withdrawing in a manner that makes any sense? No. You know, this lightning-fast takeover is ridiculous, and, you know, obviously that should have been uh, better thought out by whomever orchestrated it, and it is on President Biden's soldiers. It's one of the reasons he's going to be a one-term president, whether he runs again or not. But I will tell you this. We cannot afford to keep losing lives around the world because we think uh, we're so pristine pure that everybody has to live like us. Al, you're on the mark. Go ahead. Or, oh, Al, you can finish up. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, your filibuster is over, but I'll tell you what needs to be done to save face is we got to get everybody out of there to help us, and then we got to go back and uh, either take the stuff that we left behind or destroy the stuff that we left behind. And that will leave a mark. We failed, but this is what we're going to do anyways. You know, we got to go. We got to save face some way here. We just can't retreat and leave them sell all our jets and kill all the people that helped us. Well, you remember what they I, said about Vietnam. They said declare victory and leave. Maybe President Biden should <laughs> declare victory and get out. You think that would be more difficult? All right. Thank you, Al. Thanks for calling in. All right. 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on this? Uh, prior polls prior to this weekend uh, showed that most Americans favor a slow and steady, safe and somewhat organized withdrawal from Afghanistan. So now we're getting it as fast as uh, the Taliban can take over instead. Uh, so that's not ideal. But what's your view on it now? Do you still favor us leaving since it looks this way that it's happening? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, or am I being too simplistic when I say the U.S. can go to other countries and say you should live this way? We're willing to lose thousands of our own soldiers to make it happen, and uh, you don't have to defend yourself. You, we'll uh, be there forever to do that. Do you happen to remember what the straw that broke the camel's back was with respect to why Twitter threw off President Trump? No, but if you know, that'll be great. I hold, do. Hold that thought. Why President Trump is off Twitter? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. And why Joe is very upset that President Bush, or President Bush, Bush, see, we're back to this. President Trump is off Twitter, but this Taliban truth teller is on Twitter. That irritates Joe to no end. 1 800 795 9565. Your reaction. Call us now. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Buzz, uh, Joe wanted to make you wait while we resolve the Twitter war, but I said no. <laughs> he, bet, he bet me, Buzz, you wouldn't hang on through the commercial break, but here you are. He keeps forgetting I'm retired. I have 15 to 20 seconds more every time I call them. Oh, wow. Well, so, that's great. Why, talking about this thing with Afghanistan today, you know, I, I'd be the first to agree that Biden handled this very badly poorly, whatever you want to call it. But you have to go back to the beginning if you want to blame somebody for this. This has been going on a long time. It's just another one of those things that we had no business getting involved in as a Vietnam veteran. I'll quote the old Yogi Berra uh, saying, it's deja vu all over again. Uh, I will add, this time they have bigger helicopters. Um, It's just the only way this kind of crap is going to go away, which it never will, is when the next time we have the opportunity to poke our nose in to be the the world police force is to send the children of politicians to do the work. That'll pretty much probably bring an end to it. I doubt that they'd be overly enthusiastic about that suggestion, but I'd be interested to see what would happen if we did it. <laughs> It'll never happen. But, yeah, I mean, some of them serve, of course, like Al Gore. And I'm, I'm sure there's others that I'm not aware of. But for the most part, these wars are fought by the children of the, of the middle class and the poor and career-oriented people. These are not, you know, it, politicians can't see this because they don't. their own family's not involved. I think that would really change it. That would be a requirement. That's all I'm thinking, guys. All right. Thank point. You. Thank point, you so much, Thank Buzz. You. Appreciate that. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Open now, lines. You, you had low expectations for Buzz, and he f- exceeded them. He did super. <laughs> he did. Oh, yeah, in terms of his ability to wait. <laughs> right. But his comments are spot on. <laughs> right on. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Now, we were talking about President Trump and the straw that broke the camel's back. The decision with Twitter, the decision to take him off. Twitter came after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Twitter pointed to a tweet from the former president on January 8th that read, the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. That's why they threw him off. What's wrong with that? I'm asking you. You said that he was being well, that's, trying to tear down the country, take over. Obviously, the that particular tweet is inert. It's not. I don't think he was uh, banned for one particular tweet. It was probably the mass of lies and and things that fomented the thing, the um, insurrection or the uh, riots at the Capitol. But read the rest. I mean, if you if you have a comprehensive factual on that article, day, there, on read that it. day, January 8th, Twitter announced on its blog that Trump's account, which had over 80 million followers, was 
permanently suspended. The reason was that keeping the at Don, real Donald Trump account active would increase the risk of further incitement of violence. And it came after the January 6th attack on the Capitol when the former president on the 8th tweeted what I just read. Now, do you consider that threatening? You could. You could make a case that there's an implicit threat there. Our 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, to make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. Is that a threat? I don't think it's a threat. I think it's a promise that the uh, the uh, forces that tried to take over the Capitol will try again or are still strong. I don't know. But like I said, if your article doesn't implicitly say it, Trump wasn't banned because a threatening remark was made or a false statement was verifiably falsely put up. It was because he was misusing the platform to, to globally disseminate false and or in encouraging information for another riot or insurrection or whatever you want to call it. So he, you have an actual text where he said, let's riot, folks. Let's get down there Joe, and riot. what do you care what Twitter <laughs> does or doesn't do? I mean, honestly. I care about the fairness What possible it. difference does it make? It makes a big difference because in oh, this really? country, if we started bridging free speech, even if we, speech we don't like. Nobody's bridging your free speech. Yes, they are. They're bridging Donald Trump's free speech. It's a private business. It's not the government. The First Amendment applies to government, not to, not to private but entities. You're missing the concept here. If I can take you, shut you off. If I had the control of the microphone that you have over mine, mm -hmm. and I decided I don't like what you're saying, and I turn your microphone off just as you turn mine off right there. <laughs> that's, a bridging, that's a bridging free speech. Well, but yes, but we're a private business. This is an opinion show. If Let's suppose I were the czar of the show and, and had editorial but control. But you've never told me not to, and you and I I've been friends for a long time, and we disagree about stuff politically. But, you know, you hear my opinions. I hear your opinions. We ne ne never try to shut each other up. We may over-talk one another from time to time <laughs> trying to make a point. At the same time. But we don't We don't uh, not – there are no restrictions on what we say in this program. No one from the front office comes in every day and says, hey, you said X. Don't ever say that again. We're not over-talking each other. We're just making our important points simultaneously. Right. Well, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> but uh, I, I see what you're I, – I get what you're saying, and both Twitter and Facebook hide behind the fact that they say, you know, well, it's a private business, we can do whatever we want, and that's fine. But they have inserted themselves in the public square, so they have, they are a lot like private radio stations. Since there is no other Twitter and there is no other Facebook, it's not like radio stations. So radio, or, I mean, it's partially like radio stations in that you can't have, uh, you know, like 20 powerful FM radio stations in Sunbury. You can only have one. And so we have to live up to the obligation to present truthful and, and, and helpful and good community information and news and views and, and a wide range of uh, important announcements. So we, so we do that. But at the same time, Twitter should recognize that, that this full throat of ideas and, um, you know, encouragements, as the president was doing there, should be part of that. But they don't have to because they're a private business. But I agree that with you that they should probably recognize that they have a greater obligation than just any private business because they've inserted themselves into our lives. Let's get our audience involved in this. 1-800-795-9565. You have something important right before the break? Uh, just uh, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, is taking a break from her duties as well at the same time as controversy surrounds the silence of President Joe Biden, who's on vacation while the Taliban quickly seizes control of Afghanistan. A question sent to Psaki's White 
White House email address on Sunday morning, received an auto reply hours later on Sunday evening. Uh, they attempted once again to reach the White House spokeswoman, the same auto reply stating that the voice of the White House would not be available for the next week. I will be out of the office from August 15th to August 22nd, read the email. Psaki's reply directs the press to reach out to other press officers in her absence. The timing of her time off comes as Biden has faced criticism for remaining on vacation while the Taliban seized control of much of Afghanistan, even moving into the capital city of Kabul and seizing the presidential palace at a pace that has caught the White House off guard. Well, he has the TV there, so I'm sure he can see something on that. I'm sure he's... Do you think he's actually being briefed and is fully aware of all of this, or do you think, as uh, you read there... He's out of touch. I can't imagine he's being fully briefed and that he's in touch with this because he would be he would be doing something. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We got one call coming in. One is waiting. We got one text waiting. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, this is from one of our callers, who's probably next online. Uh, Adams, Hoover, Carter, and Trump are one-term United States presidents. Biden will not follow them. Oh, yes, he will. <laughs> so that's from Bob, and this is Bob. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, good morning. I had to call in to get some of your lives straightened out here. Thank you. Uh, Biden is taking control of Afghanistan. He sent another uh, thousand troops over to help get people out before something else happens over there you know we can't stop what's going on in afghanistan we tried for 20 years if you can't learn in 20 years then you know you don't care about yourself or you're not willing to fight for yourself okay what else uh well i said that was pretty much it biden's doing the best he can with what he's got right Okay. And he you bears know. no responsibility for this mess, none he, at all. He just well, you know, if Trump was in office, uh, he'd I'm talking about Trump. We're, talk, we're talking about Biden. Biden bears no responsibility in your world for what's happening over in Afghanistan. I think none our at caller all. just said Biden owes we can't, all responsibility. No, he can. He cannot hold any responsibility for that. He does. That's he can't. up to them to save their country. Nobody ever came to our country and tried to change us, did they? So, well, I'm it asking whether happened. or not that the situation, whether or not Joe Biden's actions in any way increased the negative outcome that we're seeing over there. Do you he allowed like three extra months from what Trump was going to pull him out of. <laughs> so he bears none. That's my your answer. He bears no responsibility for what's happening in Afghanistan. No, there's no blood on his hands. No, okay. All right. Thank you so it much. It started in the beginning. Thank you, Have Bob. A good day. Yeah, right. thank you so much. All right, Chris, please set Joe straight. He lives in La La, La Land. You have your work cut out for you. I'll sit back and listen. Well, I don't, I don't know about setting Joe straight there. Uh, Chris, you're I, a reasonable guy. Let me ask Chris. You're a reasonable his guy. Insistence that anything is about free speech relative to uh, Trump being banned from Twitter is nonsense. Right. We've been through that already. But he, he keeps bringing it up. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Chris. You're a reasonable guy. We disagree on almost everything. <laughs> but I think your positions are well thought out. And even though I disagree with them, I'm going to concede that you're a bright guy who thinks a lot about what it is he says. Do you believe that Joe Biden bears any responsibility for the negative outcome in Afghanistan? He, he bears responsibility for the, for the negative outcome to the extent there was any choice that it could happen ever any other way. Not certain what that means, but... Well, uh, somebody had to get us out sometime, and it's not clear that in another 20 years it would have made any difference. 
Well, Trump was trying to get us it was out. Still have, yeah, Trump was trying. He, he, he bragged he was going to get us out of all these wars, but he didn't. Well, right? he, he had a plan in place that was being implemented when he was voted out of office. Which he instituted when? Oh, in the last six months before he was in leaving yes. office. Yes. <laughs> so he ignored him for three and a half years and then uh, tried to stick his successor with the plan. Well, I don't, right. I don't, th I don't think exactly so. That's exactly what he did. Well, all talk and no action and just nonsense and publicity. How That's about Joe Biden? Was about and always will be. How about Biden's comment that four United States presidents made this mess and I'm not going to pass it on to a fifth? He was blaming even his own predecessor. Well, uh, Obama didn't get us out. He wanted to get us out, but he couldn't find a way that he wanted to do. So, but Trump found a way and started to implement it. And he found a way, right, right. No, until you're out, you did not find a way, Joe. He found a way. <laughs> he had a good plan. Okay, if you're going to go that game, then, uh, then, you know, who found the way to stop ISIS? Who? I don't. That, that's Obama. comparing apples to oranges. Uh, Obama. He, I, he said ISIS was, was already taking effect. <laughs> he Trump said ISIS was. The, he didn't change a thing. He said ISIS was the. He didn't change a thing. What the B team? <laughs> Obama completely underestimated ISIS completely. At the beginning, yes, but so did everybody else. Not Trump. Well, they were already a force when he was there, and he didn't do anything to change the basic Obama plan for stopping ISIS, and it worked. He didn't add to it, Joe. That's what I'm saying. Therefore, if you want to say Trump deserves credit for Biden getting his for for finding a way out of out of uh, out of uh, Afghanistan, then certainly it's true that. Obama is the way to found found the way to stop ISIS. That's the p comparison I was making. Okay. Okay. So and yeah, somebody had to do it, and it's not and and it was going to be a disaster when it happened because the Afghani uh, military leaders and political leaders tended to be corrupt, tended to be taking American money tended not to be uh, really producing a force capable of dealing with the situation. And it would have gone on like that for another 20 years. Somebody had to do it sometime, and it was going to probably end about like this, whether Trump did it or not. Why do you think Trump waited till the last six months? Because he didn't want to be responsible for it. And he really only instituted it after the election. It was just talk before the election. So I don't see how you can, you can give Trump any credit at all for anything uh, about having a plan. Well, he, talked, he talked it up, but he never did anything for three and a half years, and then he didn't do anything real until after he lost the election. Well, in April of 2016, Donald Trump told supporters that he was going to do what he had to do to get rid of ISIS. Yeah. And he did. What, but, but what he did was follow the Obama plan. 
<laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm talking about there. He says, we're going to beat ISIS very, very quickly, folks. It's going to be fast. I have a great plan. It's going to be great. What was his plan, Joe? Did you ever find out? That was it. What, follow what Obama said? <laughs> no. <laughs> he said... <laughs> that's, that's what his plan was, Joe. He said, we have made, alongside our coalition partners, more progress against these evil terrorists in the past several months than in the past several years. I say that all the time. It doesn't. Br- I say that all the time. It doesn't bring him around. So. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter. No, it doesn't help. Trump had a plan. He implemented it, and it worked. <laughs> what did he implement? What worked? He had a secret plan. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, so did Nixon, and it was exactly the same plan that, that Trump had. All right. <laughs> Nothing. What else, Chris? Anything else? <laughs> I don't know. Joe's making me so entertaining today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just like have him do a monologue and, and make it a comedy show. Uh, I can't go. I can't beat him. I can't beat him. He's Thank too you. Funny for me. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Finally, you admit defeat. Bye. Have All a right. nice day, Chris. All right, we got open lines one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. These two are new from right. uh, maybe the same person. Biden was part of the Obama administration that got us in Afghanistan in this mess in Afghanistan, and then uh, Biden was part of the Obama. Oh, that's that's a short one. Uh, Bob is delusional about Biden. Appears Chris is delusional also. <laughs> All right. And as for people trying to uh, climb on the wings of planes. USA Today uh, have film clips of several people trying to board planes, people trying to climb in windows, none hanging on the wings. Okay. All right. So we got that. That does seem like an odd thing, right? You know, (laughs) what, uh, no matter how desperate I was, I wouldn't think that climbing on an airplane wing was going to solve my problem. Well, you don't know how far you're going. If you're only going to the next country, that would work. But 35,000 feet up in the air can be mighty hard to breathe hanging on the ah, wing of a plane. It's only 500 miles an hour. 1-800-795-9565 will take your parting shots at Joe about his remarks that uh, President Trump solved this issue and President Biden blew it. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, anything else about the Twitter war that uh, Joe still feels as though Twitter is actually a division of the U.S. government and thus should be adhering to First Amendment ideals. Uh, the company says no, but Joe says yes. 1-800-795-9565. There's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. 
Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese Army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. Oops. It is not at all comfortable. <laughs> Bob and Chris should pay close attention to that. Well, yeah, and, uh, well, and Anthony Blinken and the rest of the administration and the military leaders saying that wouldn't happen. They're all uh, eating their words today. So, so if, if he so thoroughly misread the situation and the potential of the Taliban, as he calls it, I call it the Taliban. Yeah, that's what Barack Obama called Taliban, it. it sounds like a game. Taliban. Let's play a game of Taliban. But seriously, if he so seriously underestimated their capabilities, either he's a fool or the people advising him are fools. You know, we pay these intelligence communities. Everybody was saying President Trump favored the Russians over our own intelligence community. Well, maybe if he got that kind of bad advice, that's why he downplayed the intelligence community. Maybe Biden will come to the same conclusion. What what kind of what did you think? What did you think was going to happen? You knew that the tali the Taliban the Taliban <laughs> the Taliban has three hundred thousand. Tali that soldiers. sounds like a line from um, uh, uh, Deo. Taliban, Taliban, bananas. Anyway, seriously. <laughs> okay. uh, so, what did you, what did you think? How did you envision this going? Well, I thought you know, the way President Trump started and the way I thought President Biden would handle it was that it would be an orderly withdrawal, that we would make sure that we had enough troops in place to maintain the civilian order or the order of things until we got out, till we got all our equipment out or whatever we were taking with us, till we protected the people who um, helped us along the way. Some of them we've already brought to this country. You know, I'll give Biden credit for that. He did get some of them out, gave them visas. But as one of our callers pointed out, they're being told they have to live in a third country before for a year until their applications are processed here. So, I mean, that's a far cry from what's happening on the southern border. Well, my point is that you were wrong, too. As you envisioned things going, that's not how it went. That it didn't go that way in Vietnam. But I'm not the president of the United how States, and I don't have people advising me. I don't have the intelligence community giving me a daily briefing well, on what to expect. It's the first time you've been right all day. <laughs> all right. That whole right-hand side column needs to be read. All right. The president is at Camp David. He's not on vacation. Well, he actually said he was on vacation. Well, he was, but that Anything didn't Anything he out. can do at the White House. House he can do there. He has taken action by sending more troops to provide security. We spent a trillion dollars in Afghanistan and trained 300,000 soldiers to try to establish a viable government. The results would have been the same after another 20 years there. It's a sad situation. Again, no blame for President Biden. None at all. All right. Obama called ISIS the JV team, and he had no plan to get rid of them. They grew stronger while Obama was in office. That's truth. And Chris is reading Trump's mind again. It's amazing how his crystal ball is working. <laughs> well, I think that the, the ISIS, uh, the Taliban grew stronger while while Trump was in office and while Biden was in office I and while George the, the Taliban Bush did. Okay, the was, Taliban did, yes. Right, because they're facing the strongest army in the world. Well, that's what happens when you stand up to the strongest army in the world. You either get killed or get better, and that's <laughs> what happened to them. So I don't think there's any shame in the fact that the Taliban got stronger over the years. Yeah, I would suspect that this may have been an inevitable outcome no matter what. It's a shame that all these uh, leaders that you think would know better said in advance, 
it won't end the way it's going to be happening. That's going to come back to bite them. Oh, I think Cindy's got a, you know, some good points when she called in earlier about the president and you know how how we can spend what what do we have the right to do to tell these people how to change their lives. If this is what they want, if the majority of the people in that country want to return to Sharia law, they want to stop women from getting an education. And you think, your argument is we have no right to interfere in that. They have every right to make those determinations. They can oppress their people. That's okay with me if you want to make that argument. But the next time there's a Republican president and he has some kind of discourse with the leaders of these countries, I don't want to hear about, well, he doesn't care about human rights. He doesn't care about people having, having dignity and living their lives in peace. You know, we can't have it both ways. Either well, we're some going people to in the U.S. don't have concern for global human rights. President Trump didn't. We know that to be true. Oh, I mean, uh, but President George H.W. Bush did, and George W. Maybe and what the, a how did that manifest itself? By being involved in other countries and trying to get people to <laughs> do what we thought was the right thing. Okay, so we maybe should have rethought going into Afghanistan in the first place. But then we had a mission. You know, we we wanted to kill. Uh, um, the Taliban. Well, no, we wanted to get <laughs> ISIS and um, everybody else that was, you know, a terrorist out of Afghanistan, which... Al-Qaeda, I think, was what you were searching right, for. Right, thank you, thank You're you, welcome. thank you, thank you, thank you. So, but I just think the fact that, you know, this is falling apart is to be expected. It's 100% on Biden's watch. It may have been, the recipe may have been mixed up in the mixing bowl by all the previous presidents and all the generals and all the, anybody else who President Biden's listening to, but it's still his fault. Well, I mean, once you put in the oven. It's all yours. Look, we've got this situation there. We've got the southern border, which if you heard Secretary of Homeland Security, um, I can't, can't think of his name, Ale, not Alejandro. What's the Homeland Secretary? I'm not going to be able to think of it. Well, I know what it is, but I right. can't think of it. He was saying one thing in public, but then when he got in private and was talking to the troops, he was admitting that it was out of control at the border, you know, and that they were going to look at policy decisions. We have that. We have this huge amount of money being spent. Uh, we have the, the virus, which he said he was going to get under control. He was going to solve all of our virus problems. It's worse now than it was under Trump. You know, I don't think that he's exactly hitting home run after home run. <laughs> I told you, he's a one-termer. So hopefully they'll come up with a solid Democrat. Well, I hope so, too. There's, but I'd rather have a good Republican in there right now. Are there solid Republicans in the wings? There are. It's a couple of governors. Like Cuomo. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Fun show. We'll do it again tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.